0: Hello. Welcome to Female Intern. I'm Danielle, the host. And uh, just a little housekeeping. Okay. Still obsessed with knows best. This is a candle company. They make cute, delicious candles. Check them out. You'll find a link in uh, in the episode notes. And um, yeah, Connor, how's the sound? Sounds pretty good. good? Okay. But like, is that good enough? Like, Bring it closer. Okay. The mic is a little closer. Is that better? Beautiful. Um, okay, so today my my guest is Bailey Pope. Very excited to talk to her. Um, a person who I've just like seen in the comedy scene for for a few years now, who I haven't really had the opportunity to like spend one-on-one time with. So uh, that's that's the whole that's the whole thing of this show. Um, I guess before Bailey gets here, I would like to do a little bit of a. Um, I would like to express some frustration or some anger with, um, oh, actually, first, I would just like to acknowledge that it is the holy uh, hallmark day of Mother's Day. And this is, uh, for some people, this is a really simple, straightforward holiday. And for other people, it's a very charged and pretty difficult kind of triggering day. Um, For me, it falls somewhere in the middle, um, but it's difficult because I I know that my mom is not experiencing the Mother's Day that she wishes she was. Um, and I'm also and I'll also acknowledge that. But I'll also say that um, this is a fake holiday. And what's more important is a genuine, authentic and trusting relationship between family members and less the performance of of celebration and praise, um, just so you can, you know, post pictures and show to other boomers on Facebook that your kids, you know, took you to brunch or something. Um, so I don't know, basically like if, I don't know if anyone's listening to this and like mother's day is just not, not straightforward for you. And it's not something that's just so easy to like post a thing. Like, Oh, my mother is my best friend. Like Motherhood is so nuanced, and like the relationship to our mothers is so is so layered and complex, complicated. What's the difference between those two words? I don't really know. Um, but if you're feeling if you're feeling weird today, I don't know. I I see you, and that's fine. Not only is it fine, that's like very normal. Um, it's very uh, no one likes to talk about that. Um, I think we all like to, or our culture likes to put mothers on a pedestal. Um, and just just kind of you know the, the the expectations that we place on mothers and um we all can only see them as heroes and and we whatever it's just um, Mother's Day is charged for a lot of people, and i i I'm I see you and I'm I'm just trying to empathize with people who maybe don't, you know, have that like, my mommy is my best friend. Like, what would I do without her post, you know, to perform to other people um, and are having a more of a a tricky time um, figuring out how to celebrate this person in your life um, when sort of like no way that you celebrate them really meets their expectations and it's never enough. It's hard. That's really hard. Hey, Mom, if you're listening, you're not, Um, but, you know, if you are, I love you. Mother's Day is a sham. Hallmark is, uh, you know, not the Lord. Um, We go by the Jewish calendar, and actually the Jewish calendar doesn't actually celebrate mothers ever, so so neither do I. No, I'm kidding. Um, I celebrate you every day. Okay, the thing I wanted to kind of rant about is more about um, man children who – Um, insult you under the guise of just wanting to be honest. This started a couple of years ago when I was seeing someone and we were having sexual intercourse. And this person lost their boner. Okay, moment of silence for all the lost boners. Okay, Uh, and that's fine. That happens, you know? I didn't make a big deal about it. And I didn't even make a deal about it. But he got all, he got all, uh, you know, he got all embarrassed and he was like oh my god i'm so sorry i'm so sorry um and this is this is a direct quote okay he said um just to be transparent i i think i'm just having a reaction to the way your vagina smells <gasps> okay q tears streaming down my face as i am naked in a bed with a grown man who just gave me some feedback that it was not um not clear to me that that was a compliment. So um, let me just say, if anyone, uh, let's say you're, you have a partner who has a vagina and something smells a little funky. Let's say you're worried about their sexual health. Oh, maybe it's a yeast infection. Yeah. You don't need to say, hey, I'm having a reaction to the way your vagina smells. Uh, and you certainly don't need to couch it in. Oh, I'm just being transparent. No, there are so much there are so many more delicate and like dignified ways of telling somebody like, hey, you know, maybe get a maybe get an STD check or something like that. Um, But yeah, I'm just sort of having a reaction to the way your vagina smells. Um, I think you might not like vaginas. I think you might be into people with dicks is actually what I think. Mm -hmm reality. Or you've um, learned a lot of toxic things about uh, your misogynist. I I don't know, but so intensely insensitive. And then recently someone um, also said to me, like, you know, I, I just wanted to be really honest with you talking about the end of a relationship, and you know, like I, I just like I, I I think you deserve to know like the the truth, and like I I cared about you so much and felt so supported, and but I I always had these like small reservations, you know, in the back of my mind, like I wasn't. I don't know. Like I was I was always attracted to you. But then sometimes I sometimes I wasn't attracted to you. You know, like sometimes you'd wear really feminine clothes and I was really into that. And then sometimes you you wouldn't. And and I don't know. And I and and I don't know what that was about. And was okay, bro, let me stop you right there when you don't need to tell me you telling me about you being attracted to me or if you're thinking about you, you feel like you need to be honest with someone. You don't need to tell them about what attracted you to them or not. That is for your journal. Okay. That's for your journal. That's for your therapist. Honesty, when you're breaking up with someone just looks like I'm not ready for what you're ready for, or I don't want the same thing as you. You don't need to go into how like my style doesn't turn you on. Like, you know what I mean? And I'm a person who's done a fuck ton of work building up my own self-esteem and doing so much introspection and so much emotional homework and growing um, that someone can tell me, oh, they're having a reaction to how my vagina smells. Oh, sometimes I wasn't attracted to you. And I don't go into a, into a death spiral, into a shame spiral. Okay. I'm, I realize, I recognize, oh, that's a that person thing. Like, they are so emotionally stunted. They don't know how to talk to me in a dignified, sensitive way. It's not that I'm ugly or I have a stinky vagina. Maybe I do, but I've never had any other complaints. Also, I got tested like two weeks before that guy said that and a few days after. It was fine. Um, I think he doesn't like vaginas. But the point is... What is the point? I always say that, I'm like the point is, and like I'm trying to sum it up, and I, I don't know, a lot of people are are unintentionally insensitive and it's a them thing. And I'm really glad that I'm in a place where I can hear a man who has the emotional maturity of a 14 year old, you know, say something to me that sounds fucked up. I can acknowledge that it's fucked up, that they didn't mean it in a malicious way, but that they are in the wrong and that I do have a right to be pissed about it. But also it's not going to completely ruin my day or my sense of self. Um yeah, again, this is sort of this the interesting thing with this podcast where I sort of rant about whatever I want. And then it's like, well, this is Bailey's episode now. i hope I hope she's okay with that. Um but yeah, I, I would just encourage anyone if you're ever, you know, getting into a in into a a sensitive conversation with with anyone and you find yourself feeling compelled to be honest and like, I really feel like I owe them, and i I owe them honesty really do a little bit of reflection before you launch into, well, here were, here were all the flaws about you that kind of just made my dick soft. Um, that's not really, that doesn't actually have to be part of the conversation. Um, you can actually just be upfront and say, I- I'm just, I don't want the same thing. Um, that would actually work just as well. That would have the same practical implication of like we shouldn't be together as opposed to like well when you wear androgynous clothes I really uh, I just don't want to fuck um and that's just sort of my my little my little shtick about that um I would love for I would love for more men um I'm saying men whatever people with dicks honestly everyone women too like um People like do more emotion homework, do more, like be more sensitive, get better at it, get better at listening, get better at being honest, get better at considering others emo- other people's emotions. I understand that like I was a doula and like, I have worked on like a crisis hotline and like emotional labor is something I have a lot of practice, a lot of deliberate practice with, but like Jesus H Christ, okay? Can everyone just try a little more? Like with people who deserve it. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, if there's people who've hurt you and you're like, yeah, you don't have to be sensitive with them. You don't have to be sensitive to everyone. But like the people who you're close to, maybe like be gentle, learn, practice being more gentle, practice considering what could impact someone um, and what could hurt them. Um, Again... None of these, none of the people from any of these stories are straight up villains or bad people, but the emotional clumsiness is, it's something that it's like, how, how, how long do I have to, do we have to put up with this? Like, I, I don't have that many emotionally clumsy people in my life. Um, and I, and that's on purpose. Um, okay. That's the end of my rant. I think I've been talking for a little too long. Connor, let's pause it and bring it back when Bailey's here. welcome to female intern today the hey. guest is bailey pope hi bailey hey how
1: are we we're okay, okay. i think we're okay right yeah it's mother's day it's mother's like, day how does that how, how is that for you yeah, I
0: so before the, right up the top. Before we the should episodes, make sure we <laughs> yeah, before usually before I, I start interviewing, I'll do like I don't know anywhere from like a five to ten minute little like, oh, oh I'm Mark Marin and I'm gonna do a rant. Okay, you know? so I ranted I like a it. little bit about Mother's Day today, just that like it's charged for a lot of people, yeah. myself included. Um, the you know the mother-child relationship complicated. It is. Um, not to say I don't believe i should celebrate my own mother it's more that like i i resent needing to do it needing to perform celebration like the way you know what i mean like post a thing my mom's my best friend like okay i, I agree hallmark invented this it's definitely
1: one of my least favorite days to get on instagram Ooh. because then even people who seem to like, have perfectly healthy relationships with your mom like with their mom it'd be weird if he was yours um
0: (laughs) everyone else has such a good relationship oh my god
1: favorite mom you my mom top five moms definitely danielle's mom Mm -hmm. um yeah even then when like people have like good relationships with their moms i'm just like that there's something creepy
0: it's creepy there's something creepy (sighs) about like yeah let's do brunch at a place where everyone else is doing mother's day brunch and it's just this like it's like a social performance. Like everybody has to post like their like a Polaroid for, of their yeah. mom from '92 yeah. when Look she was still a little she was. hot. Like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, you're into your mom. Fine. You could just say that any day. I gotta stop following so many comics online. You really. Do. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, so yeah, I might see her for dinner. She's like, I think a little pissed that it wasn't like a daytime. Well, everyone else does it during the daytime. I'm like, okay. Oh, yeah. I'm saying I want to do Mother's Day with you. You know what I mean? It's a little tricky, but I don't know. What's Mother's Day like for you?
1: Um, It's weird. I think that it's probably weirder, but I just haven't, I don't really get into it. Like, I don't, I don't talk to my mom. Um, We tried for a couple of years after I came out, uh, but it just didn't work out. She's like a conservative person. And mm-hmm. like, I think sometimes you just decide like, okay, like maybe later, but yeah. not right now, you know? Not right now. And, uh. And so then, um, being that I'm one of two moms, uh, like there's already like, I don't know. I don't, I don't care for mother's day. Yeah.
0: What is your, so you mentioned that you have, that you have a child.
1: Yeah. How,
0: how old are they? Uh, they're 17.
1: Okay. So that's uh, why they don't text yeah, unless yeah, yeah. they have to. Yeah, not, not very interested in what okay. I got going on, Okay. Uh, which is fine. When I was 17, I was, I was also, yeah. I mean, I was I was a piece of shit. Oh, my Unless God. My kid is, like, a, a good, cool kid, but just, like, would rather be talking to their friends. Which yeah. is fine. My sure. kid's, like, a, a non-binary, and so, okay. so of course. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> did they, did they, how did they, well, like, it's their story. You don't have to get into it, but I don't know. What was that moment yeah. like of them coming out? They
1: came out, like, that, at the very beginning of high school, and, wow. uh. And it, yeah, it was like a couple of years after I had transitioned, and uh, part of me was just like nervous because it's like, wow, like, my parents are gonna be real pissed now. Like, I did, I did this, and then I fucked up my kid as and well. Their you know, kid. I'm just like, I didn't even ask for this. I was kind of on the fence when they came out to me. I, yeah, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. like are you? They fucking, came out, you were sure, sure, sure about this? <laughs> and, like, you we'll see. You know,
0: <laughs> you're only 15. You don't even know. you don't know yourself. <laughs> I love telling kids that. Yeah. It always works.
1: Not damaging. It like really is just it just sets them on a good path. Yeah. Of um, not making their own decisions. And I wish somebody would have done that for me. Yeah.
0: I said um, (laughs) I came out to my mom as I'm probably more like pansexual. You know, I'm kind of like everyone's hot or or no one's hot. I I don't really know what my criteria for hot is. It just like happens. And then I'm like, okay. but I decided to come out to her and I was like, if you want if if bisexual is easy for you to understand, like I'll kind of go both ways. And she was like, Well, bi, okay, bi is gay. And you're not gay, Danielle. <laughs> you're confused. And I was like, I'm 30, I'm not, but right. <laughs> but okay. <laughs> Yeah, maybe when you grow up you'll you maybe. can sort it out. Yeah. You know? Maybe in my fifties, sixties,
1: seventies. But I, I think that you have a, a bright future. Thank you so much. And I just think that like once you you break out of your shell and like maybe just you know, get out into the world. Yeah. You know, just explore. Yeah. You know? But I haven't not yet. too much. And not I'm like don't young. explore things that you like aren't like already like set in stone for you sure. from your uh
0: family. From the Torah. Um, yeah. yeah. For but, sure. But definitely like break out. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Yeah. Were you, did you always want to be a parent?
1: I, I definitely always saw myself having a kid. Okay. Um, I, yeah, I, 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 I like always like really liked little, little kids. Like, um, remember, so I have a younger brother. Mm-hmm. So I have a twin brother and then a younger brother and an older brother. And when my younger brother was born, my twin brother hated mm hated them and then i like loved i loved them i like wanted to like help taking care of them and all this stuff and i was like always into like babies and kids and stuff yeah uh, so i did always know that i wanted to have a kid and then i got married super young Mm. and uh, so it just felt like i was 19 19 okay was uh, were they also 19 uh uh, she was 18 okay and then um we got pregnant like a year later okay yeah like a year or two later and uh and it was like not planned but it wasn't like totally unplanned it was just like a a little it happened quicker than we thought okay and uh but when now that I'm you know in my 30s like when I talk to people who are like now thinking about having kids I'm like what you're old enough to know better you know like (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> like when you're a kid and you have a kid, you're like, no, I could do anything, and like mm-hmm. then you get older and you're like, that's a terrible idea. That's so. And then silly. they just do it, and then what? they
0: do it. They're fully adults. And what are do you? It. Um, I I think about it a lot. Like I think about parenthood a lot, and I I'm pretty sure that it's not for me. Mm-hmm. I do love. I first of all, babies. Like I love it. Like I've worked as a doula, and I haven't held. Really? I hadn't held a like an infant in like. I don't know over a month, and I like begged my friend. I was like, "Jake, can I please come over and hold your four-month-old baby? Like, I need to, t- I need to touch a baby," <laughs> 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 which is the creepiest thing I've ever said. <laughs> but oh my god, it was amazing <laughs> holding this cute little baby. Um, I love, I love babies. I love children. I love. I'm so excited to like be in my friends' children's lives, like to sure. just know all these kids and like well, I'm going to see them grow up and like oh my god, it's just so special. But I, I. I don't think I want, I don't want to be a parent. And it's been hard to kind of like admit that. I'm like, it that. doesn't feel missing from my life. And I feel, I feel like it's like
1: easier it to say wrong. that here in New York. Oh, but like for sure. Where are you from? New Jersey, pretty close by. Okay. So like, I mean, but you probably have a lot of friends that oh, were like much more, they, they grew up in a traditional yeah. way and they've already like given up. And, and Absolutely. That <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs>
0: I grew up in a in a modern Orthodox Jewish community. And so like even my my brother, he's three years younger than I am, is a father. Um, And so, yes, it's very like taboo to be like, actually, I voluntarily don't want children. They're like, you're a witch. Like, what's wrong? What? Are you are you ill? Like, what's your problem? So, do you think that that's like it? Do you think that that's disappointing to people? Oh, my gosh. Yes. I, um, I mentioned this to my brother recently. I was like, yeah, I don't think I want to be a parent. And he was like, Oy. oh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, like, you're like 40 years too young to be responding in Yiddish. But um, yeah, definitely. It's, that's
1: if you have a kid, you're 20 and you have a kid. And all of a sudden you're 40. Yeah. Oh, my God. Do, were you like. I don't know, you're, like, thrown into parenthood. Yeah, for sure. What? It was insane. It was insane. It was actually, like, the thing is, like, when you're that young, at least in my, like, in my experience, like, you don't have anything settled in life. And so nothing's normal. So you're not, like, getting, like, disrupted. Right. You know, like, we were super broke at that point uh, anyways. So we're like, why not just be a little bit more broke and, like, have to keep an extra thing alive? And, uh and, and, and so I remember the moment that we came home from the hospital. We had a little one-bedroom apartment in Southern California. And I remember the moment they closed the door behind us. And I had like a, you know, it's holding a bunch of bags and shit. And like I turn around and close the door. And it's like, oh, we're fucking, we're alone with a baby that is just our responsibility. And yeah. we're like
0: two fuck-ups. Oh, my God. What What were your, were you guys close, I'm assuming, were you guys not close with your respective families? no no
1: we were um yeah we were real real close at that time by but but uh um we both like wanted to be like independent really early on like Mm -hmm. i um i didn't drop out of high school i did finish and i got a diploma and everything but like i left regular high school and i started working full time at 16 okay and i like did uh independent studies kind of like homeschool and uh I wanted to just, like, make my own money and be able to make my own decisions. Yeah, She didn't, like, get along with her mom at the time, but it wasn't, like, because of her. It was was just a a combination of things. Yeah. But we just wanted to be independent people. And so we just decided, like, I I, I got her an apartment her senior year of high school. I was one year ahead of her. Mm. Um, But it was just because she couldn't get along with her mom. And so then we just were like, well, we should just get on with it
0: yeah Yeah. oh my goodness did your family have like an i don't know any sort of reaction when you were like i'm not doing regular high school i'm working and getting out of here
1: not really just because my parents never really helped me with school or anything and but they also like didn't really expect much Hmm. um once once i started like I got into like punk rock and stuff and like skateboarding and got like in a little bit of trouble here and there, like from the time I was 13 on. And, uh, and so I started being like disruptive and kind of fighting with my teachers and stuff. Mm. And they were like, you know, just, just as long as you just keep doing it. But like, they're never, they were never like going to help me with anything. Yeah. Uh, and so when I was like, well, I'm going to leave they want, like, my school wanted me to leave so they wouldn't have to expel me mm. for being like a real piece of shit. And um, so then I just decided to leave and go do independent studies. Um, and they were like, well, all right, fine. You can drive yourself. All right, great. Whoa.
0: Are you. Did you have socially, how did that change your life in high school? It didn't change a lot because
1: most of my friends were older than me and, like, were from the punk scene and the skate scene versus from my school. Yeah, And so we all, like, hung out everywhere else and, like, down by the beach and just, like, kind of just dirty punk rock kids. Yeah. (laughs) And so it didn't change anything other than, like, being able to, like, hang out more.
0: Yeah. Uh, What do you think – I don't know, like what drew you to those scenes? How, how did you find
1: them? Um, I always liked punk and like that, like just the music scene in general, because it like allowed people just to be uh, like authentic and and like weird and yeah. Um, it like very early on felt like a place that was safe for all people of all different identities, mm-hmm. and like that was part of what really drew me early on because like i knew that i felt differently about myself growing up yeah but i was like well at least these people are people who believe that these things are okay yeah yeah for
0: real damn so how long were you um and i guess your wife at the time Mm -hmm. now i get is would you say you guys co-parent yeah yeah
1: Um, um yeah we are they local yeah, uh, they live in Greenpoint as well. Oh, okay. So so the, my kid can just bounce between places and yeah. um yeah, we so uh we split up in uh like 2015. Okay. And uh, I've always lived in the same neighborhood. And uh so we've always just been like able to co-parent.
0: And, yeah. Um
1: yeah. Pretty pretty it's 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 pretty good.
0: Dang. Yeah, that's amazing that you have a seventeen-year-old. Yeah. a full person. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, awesome.
1: going off. They're going off to college uh, oh in a couple God. months, and I didn't go to college, and so I'm Whoa. like learning all about yeah. what college like processes are like. And... Do you? Are you planning on like taking them there? Or, yeah, like, yeah. Okay. So I had taken them to go see a school okay. last year. Like there was a few schools that they had gone to tour yeah. last year, and my ex had done a couple and then I did, uh, this one specific and, and then this is actually the, the best option that they got into. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's wild though. Cause like, I don't know shit about college.
0: Yeah. Was there any part of you that was ever, that ever was ever considering college or do you kind of know, like, that's not for me.
1: When I was, when I was a lot younger, I was really good in school mm. and like, so like elementary school. In elementary and junior high, okay. I was still doing really well, but um, it, it, pretty quickly I stopped with, like trying that hard. And so, as soon as my parents realized I was never going to get a scholarship or anything, mm. uh, they sure as hell weren't going to like pay sure. for me to go. And so, it seemed like pretty obvious that I wasn't going to go. Um, and I just like thought, you know. I'd, Oh, no, like I, I went to beauty school like almost right out of high school. Oh no way! Uh, yeah, okay. And, um, that's still like basically what I do. Yeah. yeah.
0: What specific? What specifically do you do? Hair? So and... I do hair.
1: Um, I, I've been doing hair for like, um, f- fifteen cut years or color like that. both. I've neither? done. I do everything, but I mainly cut and style. And okay. I've I've done everything from like photo shoots, and I worked New York Fashion Week up until the pandemic. Okay. Um, and but now I work like for the last. Like 10 or 13 years, I've worked for a company and I help make products and I test oh. new products and I do like trend forecasts and presentations and stuff. Okay. I do like a lot of public speaking. Oh. Uh, yeah.
0: All right. What's when did comedy come into your life? I guess both like were you into it, but then also like just beginning to perform?
1: Yeah. Or were you always a performer? I always loved stand-up like from i remember my dad showed me like cheech and chong like when i was like too young to be mm-hmm. shown cheech and chong <laughs> um and that was obvious that was like not quite stand-up but it was like kind of the same same realm and yeah um got into a lot of stand-up early on um as probably you know 11 12 years old i started listening and watching comedy uh, kind of whatever, like back then, like when sure. like premium blend and stuff where they just show the same like five specials for a year straight, mm-hmm. you know, Um I, I loved like Paula Poundstone and like, yeah, uh, Nick Swartzen was on a lot mm-hmm. at the time. Um, uh, Pablo Francisco, like just whatever was on. Sure. You know? And uh, so I was really into it. And then I was, I performed a lot in music growing up. Like I played in a lot of bands. What do you play? Um, I played bass a little bit, but I uh, did vocals for like metal bands for a long time. Whoa. And uh, so I've always liked to perform, but um, part of doing like what I do in the hair world where I also like, I teach advanced hair cutting on stage and we Mm, do like shows with models and stuff. And um, so that was like my my version of performing and actually getting paid. Um, Yeah, but there's over the years I would start to do more comedy in the way I present uh, for my work and then uh, just kind of naturally became like, well, I'd rather just talk about like my stuff instead of talking about work stuff. Yeah.
0: Oh, my gosh. So I don't even I don't actually know. Like, when did you start deliberately performing stand up? Really only serious, like four years ago.
1: Okay. Um. Yeah. It's just that because I was so busy pre-pandemic, I traveled a lot for like hair stuff mm-hmm. that I was like never home enough to even like think about taking on a new yeah hobby or let alone career
0: path. Yeah. What was like – I don't know. Can you identify like the – a moment or like a – some something that was like the the catalyst or like the impetus where you're like I'm gonna go I'm gonna do a mic or I don't know if it was a mic that was the first yeah thing I did. mean
1: like I think it was just because I had like know a few comics like before I even thought I would actually do it I know some comics and i just seen little glimpses of like the indie like low level comedy world mm-hmm. and it was like oh. I- I could do that. Yeah. You know, like you ever yeah, you yeah. remember like when you first showed up to a mic and you're like, Oh, well, if that's what it is, <laughs> yeah. okay, I, yeah. mean, I,
0: I can handle that. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. My first, my first mics were, um, out in California. I was oh. just like working there in the summers during grad school, um, Where? in the, in the Bay area. Oh, okay. In Berkeley, San Francisco. um, but I yeah I remember going and some of them were like mixed mics and it was so like yeah the stakes are so clearly low that it's like this is this is gonna be okay yeah I am gonna go gonna right survive out this. like right after like a like a singer songwriter like or poet exactly and you're like I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking kill oh, I'm gonna crush <laughs> um, yeah I tried to do some joke about pickles it like didn't really go very well but I was like I'm alive and that's fine and it was still fun. Um, <laughs> but yeah do you do you find yourself um i don't know like what part of what part of sounds like you like being like you are a you feel like a performer like you like
1: it's weird that that's true because i i don't love i don't know i don't i don't even know how to describe it. i don't know why I love performing so much because when I am like in like social situations, I am like, I, it's so enjoyable to sit back and just assess what you like or don't like about what's going on around mm-hmm. you.
0: I, um, yeah, like you're not, are you, it doesn't like you're not trying to be like, I'm the life of the party, look at me, like yeah. off stage, like that's not, I think that
1: part. <sighs> I remember I was having this conversation with somebody at one point, and I I had a little bit of like uh, maybe it's that like I feel selfish when I'm, uh, um, taking too much energy or attention in a conversation or in a, yeah. a, a social setting, and it feels selfish to me. And so when I get to perform it's like everybody in the room agreed that like this is bailey's time it's permission and i'm just like all right well then i've got something to say
0: Mm -hmm. yeah do you feel like um is it that do you are, are you are you driven by like not like i don't mean agenda in a in a negative like in any sort of negative way but like are there things that like you want to talk about or like that do you feel like you have strong opinions or it's like finding what those are it's the just like figuring it out in front of people and just like the the energy exchange i think like where i feel like i'm at right now at
1: least is Mm -hmm. um what i get the value i get out of performing stand-up is connecting um yeah there's something super powerful, especially about a bit, being a trans woman, where so many people think that there's no way that they could relate with yeah. uh, somebody who might seem so different than them. And then if I can connect and be like, no, this this thing is weird. This thing that we both actually have in common mm-hmm. is weird. And like all of a sudden you're able to like break down a lot of boundaries, and like walls that yeah. a lot of people have. Um, I think that one – I think <sighs> – I I want to be, like, able to sort of bridge between, um, like, very opposite sides of, of how people feel. Like, I think everybody thinks that every trans person is very extreme and, mm-hmm. like, has, uh, has to only talk about it or, like, has to—or that's, like, their whole identity. I'm like, that's actually one of the most boring parts about my life. I have so many weird fucking stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, i would rather relate and show you that like we have mainly things in common yeah
0: we're actually the same <laughs> yeah <laughs> but for real though yeah do you i mean i you do a lot of like road work like you you perform yeah, on the road doing more, quite a bit. yeah been doing um I don't know, going to new places like where you don't know the city or you don't know the vibe. Like, do you does it just feel like, oh, this is another show? Or do you ha- like have to kind of talk yourself down from like expectations like, oh, they're probably like this in this town? I I I am often
1: like making assumptions about places, yeah. but I I have to try to remind myself of all the times where I've been um, proven wrong. yeah. Um, me and, uh, you know, Dan Frank. Mm-hmm. So Dan and I went on tour last year. And uh, <laughs> um, so Dan is a, a, a gay male comic here in New York City. Amazingly funny and uh, really, really great. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And uh, we, we had done a few shows, but then uh, our second to last show of this trip was in uh, Portland, Maine, which is a fun city. But when we got to the location we were performing, it was actually like in South Portland. And we showed up to it's like this big bar tavern place that mm-hmm. just had raised trucks and a lot of flags, you okay. know, and <laughs> uh, we were like, oh, this could be a like a tough night, you know, mm-hmm. and it was. Probably the funnest show of the of the trip. Whoa! And uh, and the people were very raised truck flag kind of people, but yeah. they were just there to like enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And like, if you can come into a place and prove that you're worth like just hearing out, mm-hmm. sometimes that's the most valuable experiences I've had. Yeah. Um, sometimes I have the hardest time like with a, a an audience that is ex- on totally, my side, totally, or whatever, totally. because. Uh, some you know it can be tough both yeah, ways
0: yeah yeah the letting go of assumptions and just like let me do my thing mm-hmm. is I don't know it feels like it's its own entire skill
1: um, also you know like when you do like queer shows in like smaller cities like the pe- queer people in like quote unquote shit cities like are stronger than we are yeah <laughs> Because yeah. they actually have to live yeah. among people that don't agree with them. Like, we get to live in this little bubble mm-hmm. of New York where, like, it's not brave to be queer here. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. And so, like, you go to places like that and everybody's actually got more edge than you have yeah. coming from New York. Yeah. You know? And so, you know, I, I get a lot of value out of uh, people surprising me Yeah, in cities that I haven't been to. When did so you're from the west coast. I am. When did you move to New York or I N-Y? moved here in 2010. Okay. Um because of the fashion industry. So okay. I started started working um New York Fashion Week. Okay. Um just doing hair backstage and um the company that I work for that I've like done like education and stage stuff for um our creative hub was in Soho at mm. the time. And I kept on traveling here for like to to teach and do whatever. And uh, eventually our creative director at the time was like, hey, like, you know, what's your plan? Like how like what do you want to do with this team? What's your what's your future look like? And I was like, well, eventually I want to take your job from you. And he (laughs) laughed. He's like, well, you're going to you got to be here. And so, I was like, all right. So it was seven months later, I I moved into my first place. Whoa!
0: Yeah. Did you move here solo, or were you?
1: No, I was I was uh, married at that point. So married. Okay. And uh, so I I had moved here, you know, and it like took a month to like find a place and start my I uh, the job that I have now. They uh, eventually they knew that I was moving, and they uh, offered me this job that I have now.
0: Cool. What is What is Fashion Week like? It's I mean it's wild. Like it's like uh, it's
1: um, it's one of like the most rewarding things in the hair industry to me because it's one of the things that makes me most nervous, and I love knowing that I'm still growing at something. What makes you nervous Um, or like nervous about? There's it's high stakes. I mean, like like when you're when you're doing hair for, uh, you know, one of the shows that I had done for years. every season um, was Oscar De La Renta mm-hmm. and it's like one of like the biggest shows and it gets crazy press and all like the top models do it and so like you're working with the top people of every industry to make this insane yeah. show happen that's going to be seen worldwide and stuff and it's just like high stakes yeah. and so then it makes me feel like um, like I, I need to bring it you know you don't get to coast yeah um and so it's like high stakes but uh it's it's fun to like have been involved in.
0: Yeah. Is that something you still like are you still doing that? Not
1: currently. Um the team that I was part of uh we the last season I did was January 2020. Okay. And then uh and then that thing happened and that thing. Um, you know, uh that team that I was part of disbanded and I haven't found a new team and I'm not like rushing back into it. Sure. So I did like a solid 10 years yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, of it. And uh, I, I'm i very lucky that the way my work happens right now, I'm able to do a lot of my work remotely. And so mm-hmm. I can be on the road and I, I do like video editing and stuff. For, okay. Uh, some of the stuff I do now. Okay.
0: So you're not as much like touching hair right now? Not as much. Not as much. But yeah, still. Yeah. How, how did you. How'd you pick beauty school or like, I don't know, how did you know, how'd you get into it? Yeah, I, so I wanted, so
1: being a fuck up in school, I was just like, uh, I don't, I didn't respond to like authority Mm -hmm. very well. And so I was like, even at like 18, I was like, you know what, I just need to own my own business Mm. so that I never have a boss. And my, my ex wanted to do hair and makeup. And I was like, well, let's own a hair salon. And I'll go to beauty school just to learn about mm-hmm. the industry, and and uh, and then I'll know how to run a hair salon. And then I went to beauty school, and within a week, I was like, "Ooh, I like this."
0: Yeah, damn. Yeah. Whoa! What would like? What? What were you finding?
1: Cutting hair specifically is like I can get really nerdy mm. about cutting hair so it's like very ge- like a lot of geometry, yeah, a lot like of s- cause and effect, s- and s- like understanding. How how hair responds to uh, changes in weight, length, graduation—just um, a lot of nerdy shit to, just to go know. into it. Yeah, um, and uh, so I yeah got into it real fast.
0: Whoa, yeah. That's very cool. But so it wasn't a thing where you were like, oh, I was always doing people's hair. Like,
1: Well, uh, funny enough, I was actually doing a okay. lot of people's hair growing up, but it was only just because I was the one that was like open to trying it. Sure. And so I have pictures of me like cutting my friends like mohawks. Yeah. Try and like coloring everybody's hair green and orange. and Yeah. Stuff. Uh, if I think of it, I'll, I'll try to pull up pictures of oh me God. like. I bet I have it on my phone. Actually, that's so fun. But uh, yeah, I have a picture of of Kari and my friend's uh, mohawk. He's sitting on my toilet in my my like childhood home, uh, and me with just clippers, just trying to figure it out. Oh my like, god! I'm about, like thirteen years old. Oh, the trust. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. So, can you? I don't know. Have you ever like identified what? like what kind of switch went off where you were like fuck the man like fuck authority i don't
1: i i know I don't that this. i i think no okay like i don't think that i ever like really can like pinpoint where it was but i know that like i always cuz there is a
0: right answer
1: oh okay oh fuck <laughs> this was not in the pre read there's sort of only uh, one answer
0: and you have 3 minutes fuck
1: okay uh okay so uh, um in 1984 um i think it was just growing up knowing that i felt like uh this, this makes it sound so so much deeper and like whatever but i like growing up feeling like i something was wrong about me mm. um like made me always feel like i'm not like these people this. who already have everything figured out.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And, uh, and so then I was always looking for some sort of identity to put on. Okay. And so, like, punk rock was, like, an identity. Yeah. Skater was an identity. Yeah. Uh, even, like, being super into, like, a Christian faith was my identity for a long time. Yeah. You know, because if I couldn't actually, like, be who I knew I was, I, I really am, Uh, I just, like, Okay, like I'm just gonna be, 100% yeah, gonna be like and, like, a hundred percent this thing and like fuck everybody, yeah. Uh, and that was definitely like part of it,
0: yeah. yeah. What can you talk about your um, history with or relationship to to Christian faith? Yeah, I mean, I grew up
1: in it. Um, my 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 parents are still like Christian people. What kind of uh, what flavor? Like just like the just um you know what literally i've like literally never quite understood the difference between presbyterian I'm like catholic, and like catholic protestant i don't I know you always guys all like, like regular Jesus. christian yeah okay. and that's not an answer
0: <laughs> it, honestly for me that's fine
1: just, re- just, uh, rego. just just regular just the right kind just regular uh, just christian. the, the, the <laughs> ones that are the correct I <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, oh yeah grew up Religious and I definitely did like believe in God for a long, long time.
0: When you say grew up religious, or does that mean like, um, church is part of the week? Definitely. Um, is there like a lot of shame? Is in is there like, is sex really taboo? It definitely was for a long time. Yeah. Like, I think
1: that, um, I think, I think that growing up. You just kind of know that, like con- being conservative in like a like just like a lifestyle way, instead mm-hmm. of like not like necessarily like political sure. way, but just like, um, just conservative living. Yeah, was like the right way to do things, and uh, I remember. Like, you know, I, like we would go to church like weekly, but it mm-hmm. wasn't a lot of like shame kind of thing. It was most of the, the the churches that we went to was a lot of like, this is why Jesus loves you. And mm. this is like, you know, it, I think it, there were, I don't have that faith now. I don't believe in a, like a God. I don't, I don't know that I don't, you know, sure. whatever, sure, but yeah, yeah. that's such a big conversation. But I like I understand how people have faith, mm-hmm. and like I know people who have faith and do it in healthy ways. And mm-hmm. so, um, I'd say that some of the churches I went to were actually like good, healthy places for yeah. people who want that kind of thing in their life. But uh, I like I had a lot of problems with it early on because I had a an uncle who uh, was he was gay and he lived in Hawaii with his partner, and at uh, like gosh, I was probably. 9 or 10 the uh, the only time he came like to the mainland for a like, holiday mm. and he came and uh, he just quickly was my favorite uncle like he was so great he was so amazing um, and like me and my brothers like definitely knew he was gay but like nobody ever talked about it but it's like you live in Hawaii with mm-hmm. your friend yeah. you know like yeah. we get it but I remember my mom sat all of us down one day and there was one way she would always set us down as if it was like a, like a some tragedy yeah. that happened. Like, okay, somebody, you know, did the dog die? Mm-hmm. Okay, sit down in a semicircle. And She sat us down and revealed that your uncle Mike is gay. And we're just like, yeah.
0: <laughs> and? And, uh,
1: and is he dead? What happened? Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, and it's just like and, and so like kind of like knew that we're supposed to like be ashamed be like, of that. Oh no. I was like and so from like nine years old, I was like, well, if if that's wrong, then I'm fucked. Yeah. You know. Wow. And so it was like a tough like actually believing in God because then that meant that I like had to actually like be like just keep this thing under wraps.
0: Yeah. You know. How how did you begin to like excavate your real self. I think as I got
1: older, I like started to realize that there's like a lot of nuance. And like Mm -hmm. if if you you know, you can believe that there's a God in in so many different ways. And uh, even people who are reading the same Bible have a million different ways they see things. And like as I got older, I was like, no, like who I am is actually totally fine. And like I, I didn't think that it was something that would actually be at odds with my faith. Um, and it wasn't too long. I'd started to, I had like identified as like gender fluid for the last couple of years. I still went to church, Mm -hmm. but like, um, like just a little bit, they kind of started to, as I realized I wasn't really going to be in church all my life. It was Mm -hmm. like, oh, okay, maybe it's a little bit more possible that, um, I don't have to like hide this forever. Yeah.
0: Were you very, um, like part of a Christian community? Like, did that feel like these are my people I'm involved. I like participate in a lot of the. Definitely. Okay. Like
1: hardcore. Yeah. Um, The last church I went to was Hillsong here in New York city. Uh-huh. Yeah. I went there for a couple of years and they've had like a lot of crazy, sh- like shit come out in the l- last couple of years, but uh, they were actually like, it was a great place to be at the time. Yeah. You know, like uh, there's a lot of great people involved. Even probably to the, to to now, you know, but um, there was obviously a lot of crazy shit. I don't know what's gone um, down. I just
0: remember like, oh, J- Justin Bieber Church or something. Yeah,
1: he would be there. Some he, yeah, there was a lot of celebrities that were there all the time. And um, I actually used to go to a like a private Bible study at um, Forty Forty, which is Jay Z's club in like near. Um, Interesting. Like flat iron. Whoa! And uh, there's a like,
0: Bible study there. That's wild.
1: Yeah. Well, so one of the people that one does of the guys that was in, he didn't come to the group, but he'd mm. be there sometimes. Because okay. um, one of the guys in the group, uh, managed it. I don't know if he still does, but managed the club back then. And so because he couldn't always come to group, we decided we'd have it in like one of their VIP rooms, like their mm-hmm. private rooms in the back. And so. We started having bible study there and then i would go and like set up stuff early and then jay would be like in the back hall and i would be like trying to get waters and stuff for our room and then i would just have to sit there and wait until him and people were stopped you know get out of the hall mm-hmm. so you're not supposed to be like oh excuse me yeah. get the fuck out of <laughs> yeah. my way at your trying place you know at your, at your mr house. z <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sir, Mister Z, sir. Um, when you would do Bible study, was that al- is that always New Testament? Not always.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, well, let me think about that. That's a good question. I don't really know. Hmm. I don't feel like I ever thought it was that. I didn't. I don't think. I don't think that the Old Testament was being ignored, but that's such an interesting question
2: because
1: hmm. I feel like any. I feel like any studying that we like ever did was about like things that Jesus was saying. Right, right, right. Like
0: it feels like it that's would probably interesting. be like gospel or something. Like one of his students. I don't know.
1: I literally have never thought about the fact that it was probably just like yeah, no, that's that's good context. The old
0: thing. Yeah, it's just funny. I anytime I like for a while when I first started hearing about the New Testament, I was like. Wait, you're calling us the Old Testament? It's the only <laughs> Testament. Like you guys are so you guys are posers. It's not the Bible. Okay. Um, what did you what did you get out of Bible study? Like what what kept you like returning to it? Did you feel like That's you were like it was it like scholarship or like deepening spirit like faith or spirituality? I think making friends. Help. I
1: mean, it was definitely like a lot of it was social. Okay. Um a lot a lot of it was social just like yeah it was really my whole social circle for a long time was was hillsong and was just any church i would go to but mm-hmm. like hillsong specifically is such a scene okay. and like we did have like a lot of celebrities and like a and it was just such a um whether you realized it or not you were like kind of there trying to like yeah. scratch up to you know to the upper echelon and stuff
0: yeah I mean. it seems like there's still kind of like a status climbing a thousand percent which sounds stressful to me
1: yeah um, i was part of a volunteer team there for years okay. we, we did uh venue control and this is kind of like the uh, a more approachable version of security okay um and it's just because you know you have a lot of a lot of people at a lot of different places in life um and so you'd, sometimes you'd be telling people to stop making out in the back mm-hmm. or or you know smoking in you know or or sometimes you know more dangerous stuff but yeah uh sometimes it was just you're trying to like keep people from like bothering like celebrity people yeah because it was like you know trying to like let those kind of people actually go to church in a normal way mm-hmm. um but even that was like being able to be part of that team meant you had access to go right uh n- you know whatever and um, so it wasn't all pure that's for sure yeah but uh the purpose i think like a lot of it was like if you're going through shit you can kind of like a, a tribute like uh like where you should put, put your energy or yeah. whatever you're like you know if i'm going through this thing well jesus helped this person yeah you know and sense like, of stuff yeah i think that what i what i realized since i left faith is that um how comfortable the is to think that there's an answer for everything. Mm -hmm. And that was really hard for a couple of years to go like, you know, sometimes you just don't know.
0: Yeah. When did you leave? I stopped,
1: I like really started like having a lot of questions in like 13, like 2013, 2014. Um, And I really started almost feeling like it was just like more like parables and like, you know, like good things to kind of base your, you know, philosophy around versus, sure. like, real this happens. Yeah. Um, but then, little by little, I'm just like, well, I can actually, I could still be a good person and not, like, be trying to be part of something that's telling everyone, like, that certain things in their life are wrong. I remember in that Bible study, there was um, there was this guy who was, uh, he was gay, he was, like, very openly gay, and he, like, wanted to be part of the church and wanted to be part of the Bible study, but um, uh, Pastor Carl, the one who like had all the the real public um issues mm. a couple of years ago, he came to our group, um, and and this guy asked him like, how what does the church think about homosexuality, and like Carl just could not give like a real answer. Yeah. It was so like that's so well, that's really like a discussion for me and you to have personally and like that's and she's like motherfucker just say like if you're against it then be say against it. it don't like pr your fuck you yeah. like your ass up like don't like just the, we're either be are your congregants it, you like know? you like, gotta yeah and uh so it's like either be it or don't be it but like uh i didn't like i didn't like being part of like something that would then really be excluding yeah um and yeah. so like now, because I like, i you know, I got like Bible tattoos a lot yeah. like when I was younger and I still have like some of I've only had one covered up. But uh, I get nervous when people like I wonder if people see that I have Bible tattoos and then automatically think that I'm somebody who might not like accept Except something them. about them. You yeah. Know? And that's uh, just from growing up in it and knowing
0: how it made me feel. Yeah. What are what are some of your Bible tattoos?
1: Oh, I mean. I'm trying to. Like, I don't even remember half of them. Mm. Um. Oh, well, let's see. I have the Psalm. That's old. Old the the OG uh, Testament. <laughs> um. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh wait, uh, it's we we wait and hope for the Lord. Uh. Something uh there's a second <laughs> half, uh, but I remember it because it said wait, and it's where a watch would go. Ah. Uh, that was I don't think that was on purpose, and if it was, that's fucking cringy as shit. Um, I've got another song. Another in here. song. Uh, it was like about music. It was um, uh, like a joyful noise into the Lord. Oh kind yeah, of thing. Um, I know that one. Yeah, I've got a couple. Yeah,
0: I don't know. When did you start getting tattoos?
1: Right at eighteen. Right away. Um, so many, so many dumb tattoos. Really? Oh, so many oh bad, God. just cringy tattoos. My very first one was like this little, this like the Trinity symbol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's also the symbol for like 14 different other r- religions or whatever. <laughs> and, uh, But at the time, it was also the symbol that um, the band POD
0: would use. Okay.
1: So everybody thought it was just a big POD. Huge POD hit. Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay.
1: But. I are remember. you still are you
0: still getting tattoos? <laughs> I do
1: like not nearly as much as I used to. I lived in Kansas City, Missouri for a couple of years mm-hmm. and uh I had uh a really great like barter going on oh, with cool. somebody there. And so th- probably half of my tattoos I got for free, basically. Whoa, um, that's sick. But they uh people want to pay rent and stuff, you know, in New York. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a little tough. Yeah, yeah. I think it's been uh it's probably been in two years, I think, since I got my last tattoo, I
0: think. Yeah. Yeah. Does your do your siblings have tattoos? My oldest brother,
1: um, I know he has a couple or or at least one. Um, I don't talk I haven't talked to him for a few years. Okay. Uh he got super religious, uh, like during like um like the twenty sixteen like uh mm. Like the all of the Trump stuff, like turned a lot of my family like real hardcore. Really? so I stopped talking to him because uh, he got to be he started being real nasty to me. Mm. Uh, but I know that he <laughs> he got some ch- a cheesy Christian tattoo uh, at eighteen too. He got I kid you not this is a Jesus fish right, mm-hmm. but it has a Mohawk.
0: Stop. <laughs> Is he, was he also, is he like, is he, a, was he a punk? Like. Oh yeah. Okay. I mean, he was like, a, He was
1: a, yes. He okay. was a little cheesy. He okay. was kind of a cheesy guy. By Okay. Uh, but. Yes, he was technically
0: a punk. <laughs> technically. <laughs> are your, are your other siblings also religious? Uh,
1: are you in touch? No. So my oldest brother is, my twin brother is not. Um, and he had left Faith a lot longer, a lot further back. Um, and then I remember when I stopped going and believing, he was actually like a little like uh, surprised by it because mm. I was like really into it for a long time. But it was just because it was my identity, you know. Yeah. And uh, and he thought that I had like a really healthy version of faith and and we were able to like have like discussions about it like when I still believed. Yeah. And so he was concerned for me. When you were like when I left it. It whoa. seems like, wow, you don't that's your whole thing. Yeah, that's 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 all all you have going for you.
0: <laughs> Do you feel like you have plugged into an alternative? Like is there something else in your life that is like s- scratching the itch or kind of like fulfilling the I don't know, sense of community or purpose that that you were getting
1: from church in all in in, in total reality the, the comedy community is way more genuine and connecting than any church community ever was to me. Yeah, uh, I have more meaningful, authentic conversations with comics than I ever did with yeah. anybody in in the in the faith world. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, even like from people that I've worked with like, you know, for 15, 20 years, I I like always really struggled with some creative teams that I had been a part of where like I just never felt like I was really part of like the mm-hmm. the, the core people and I like always it was just like why am I not like why why do you not like care that I'm that I'm here as much as anybody else. Like I yeah. just never really could connect very well. Uh, and the comedy world is is wild how much you can actually connect with people. Yeah, why do you think that is? I think that it takes a very specific kind of person. Um, There's a lot of different versions of comedians, but mm-hmm. there are like some things that make us all able to connect in ways that just don't connect with most people yeah um it's wild being able you know i've been doing like a lot of festivals recently mm. and i know when i go to a festival even if i don't know anybody else that's going to be on it i know that within a couple hours i'll be able to find some people that it's there'll be my family for the weekend sure you know and yeah. um yeah community in in the comedy world is is incredible to me yeah
0: I wonder if it's like um, I feel like a lot of comics have like a like I I feel like I know enough comics who like oh yeah like I wanted to be a, a preacher like a pastor like pe- people who've like wanted to have like w- religious influence or like be charismatic in front of a congregation sure. and then lose their faith and they're like okay well I still want to like use that muscle but just not for that agenda mm-hmm. and just for my shit. Um, And so we want to like tell people our opinions Mm -hmm. and like connect on that as opposed to just like, oh, I love sitting and letting someone tell me their opinion. I mean, like we I enjoyed listening to comedy, you know, I enjoyed watching comedy, too. But um, it's like what you said about like just connecting with an audience is like so we were all like very hungry for that. For sure. Um,
1: There's nothing. I mean, one of my favorite things is when you like have somebody that. Like, you can, like, see somebody in the audience that, like, is engaged, but, like, doesn't seem like they're really, like, vibing. And then, like, that moment where they where they turn to, like, the person they're with and kind of – you can tell that they're doing that, like, oh, my God, that's me. Or, like, that's what I told you. You know, that yeah, kind yeah, of energy. Yeah. And all of a sudden they're, like, in. And you're, like, fuck, it, I don't even – we don't even need to talk afterwards. That's, <laughs> yeah. I get I get it. And we yeah. were, like, we, you saw that I saw you and I see that you
0: see me. And then, mm-hmm. like, I'm done. Ooh. Ooh, it's good. Yeah, you do you feel like so you run you run a very cool show at Cobra Club. Is it still at Cobra Club? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um called Fun Gutter. It's it is For called. For anyone fun listening, go f- check Please it the come. Frick It's Brick Out, okay? It's all good times. Um it's really fun. Um has that I don't know. Do you has that been like a like a kind of anchor? Like, community-wise? Or is that not kind of what it really uh, it's is not. Doing? I don't know if it's... I think, like, what... what so,
1: Sasha, Sasha Vandy is my co-producer and one of my best friends. He's really one of the... He's extremely funny and also just a, a genuinely smart and fun, enjoyable person. Mm-hmm. Um, we both connected during the pandemic uh, from being just a few of the comics that couldn't just... Chill. Um, <laughs> and we both come from like punk and like, mm-hmm. going to shows and stuff. And uh, we really just wanted to like create a show that brought uh, the energy of like a, a dirty punk rock dive show yeah. uh, to comedy. Uh, we're not the first ones to do it, but, like, it's, it's something that I didn't feel like there was uh, anything going on uh, at at that point when we started it. And uh, I'm very proud of it. Yeah. Um, I feel like it. it's it, – I think what Fun does for both of us, it just, like, lets us kind of show, like, a very specific kind of comedy, uh, like, energy – um and kind of like let it represent us, I guess. And yeah, I think that that's kind of like a fun thing to have.
0: Yeah, Sasha. So he's one one of your closest friends. There's Definitely. a he's
1: he's quite young. He is. He's wildly young compared. I mean, like f- for us to be
0: close friends is it's very yeah. funny. What's it? Um, I mean, I I'm I'm not a per like. I feel like some people are like, "What? How could you be friends with a person who's younger than you?" Like it blows people's minds, but um I am I don't know, I'm curious what what it's what it's like to like have a very close friend like you're at very different places in life.
1: Yeah. Sasha's very smart. Yes. Um he's he's a very emotionally mature person. Um and uh um I don't know. There's something something interesting about, I I okay. I think that I like connecting with people that are in contrast to me. I don't I don't I don't always see a lot of value in like yeah. finding people that are Echo exactly chamber, like me. Let's you know? just be the same. Um, and I, yeah. I just think that he's 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 um, very enjoyable, and uh, he kind of like almost gives me hope for young people because mm. he's he's just a good a good dude um it's funny because like we we do hang, hang out a lot like when we first started the show we hung out a lot um but now that like everything's really reopened and we're both like we have our own rhythms in comedy we like see each other maybe once or twice a month now whereas mm-hmm. we used to see, see each other probably four or five times a week yeah uh but uh um i think that there's like a lot of value in like having something to catch up on totally, and, and everything. And, totally, totally. Um, but we are very different, and I, I think it's kind of what makes it fun.
0: Yeah, it's pretty freaking cool.
1: Yeah. We went I, on tour as well uh, last year. Yeah, well, I guess it was last year too. Uh, and we, like, learned a lot about each other. And, like, yeah, um, just, like, he's, he's very open, and he's actually, like, just refreshingly uh, mature. Um, even though like sometimes his public or his like sort of stage persona is like, is a little silly, um, uh, and and loud and uh, obnoxious. And, and, uh, (laughs) he's, uh, he's just like a good, like thoughtful person to like hang out with.
0: Do you feel like there's a big discrepancy between your energy or persona on stage and who you are off, off stage?
1: (sighs) I don't think so. Um, I think I don't think so. Um, I guess that would be a question that other people would have to answer because I feel like I'm I'm always like present and like being myself. I do think um, you know there are things that I'm learning in like the way I perform where I think that I'm being like lively. And uh, then I like watch my like clips that I like, like if I record my set and I'm like I was like really like I was so fun and I was like bubbly and I look back I'm like I look like somebody hurt
0: me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah the 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 like fresh after the show like that was great I was I did oh, this I and know. that like the the image in the mind versus then watching oh, the tape 100%. like oh <laughs> How did yeah. I feel? OK, <laughs> I have.
1: Yeah, I have. So I have started trying to bring like a little bit of energy that feels to me a little like manufactured at yes. times. Yes. I um, but it's only because I, I realized that like something I need to do is try to make sure that they're seeing what I'm
0: feeling. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes it just doesn't actually come across. Yeah. No. You it's, you have to like inflate some parts of like because it's a performance. Totally. Um. Yeah. I I started to um. A few people have been like, oh yeah, you're very like on stage. You're very like in your face or like, and I'm like, that's not a compliment. um <laughs> Please please do it to yourself. Um. Or like, oh yeah, like you seem really confident and like it is. It is definitely born out of like ma- manufacturing that, like knowing sure. that, like oh, when I see performers who seem really confident, it's always good. Like it always goes better. So if I just like fake it till I make it, like uh-huh. I don't know, it's a show, right? Like if I can figure out how to like perform confidence, then like perhaps I'll like just learn it and then actually embody it and actually then feel it, which I think is. Uh, you had a set you um, a few
1: months ago. You, I, I, I wasn't on. I just came to hang, and it was like at somebody's fucking living room, like a weird. Do you remember that show that like somebody had just like kind of like a stage like in between the kitchen and living room at, at
0: Alex Richards?
1: I don't know, um, know who on house January it was. 6th? <laughs> oh fuck yeah, it yeah, was yeah, on yeah. January
0: six. Yeah. Oh my god, that was one of my favorite sets ever. It was amazing, <laughs> was and favorite.
1: like, like that night, I was like, damn, we definitely need to get Danielle at some point, like, because. Uh, uh, yeah, because it didn't seem like you it it didn't seem like you were interested in actually like doing material. It just seemed like you were like, this is what uh, is on my mind, and and just sit down, uh,
0: <laughs> listen to me. It was such a good set,
1: and and
0: um, yeah, it was fun. There was like stuff to explore. There was like I went behind like a glass door at one point. <laughs> yes, it was yeah. so fun. I was like, that why was... isn't everyone? This is so fun. I can hide from the audience while I'm performing. Yeah, you were fun. you were su-
1: you were super present.
0: And I felt like, I felt like that was like your
1: vibe. Like, I felt like you were being you. I felt very, much. Mo- I felt very myself. I don't know. I feel I like really I did. saw like last year, like, you know, like now, like in the, in the last year now, I feel like I don't see people perform nearly as much as, you know, when we were still like, like there was limited like, yeah. stuff, you know? And uh, so now I like, I'm, like, I feel like that was definitely the last time I, that was probably the last time I saw you perform. Um and yeah so that's all that's my reference. Yeah yeah yeah. January 6 January 6 best uh, day of the year honestly favorite holiday <laughs> uh, that's set worst thing that's ever happened on January 6th <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: kind of an honor um yeah is your is your girlfriend a uh, a performer?
1: she so she's actually she was a theater major mm. um but she did she did perform a lot growing up. Um, and like going into high school, she then started moving into like during high school and college, started doing more like stage managing. Mm. Um, but she's like really into Broadway, and yeah. she, she like when we started dating um, in 2016, she started taking me like Broadway shows, and she's like very very passionate Ooh. about Broadway. Does but... she work in it? No, it's, so okay. she works. Uh, she does marketing for movie theater. Okay, uh, company. Cool. Uh, in the city. Oh
0: man. Okay, but so she's she's a patron of the live arts. She definitely arts. yeah, comes from from yeah, okay. live art, yeah. Theater kid energy. Definitely. Okay. Oh my gosh, I love. Does she enjoy comedy?
1: She enjoys some comedy. That's, uh, That's she, really fair. <laughs> yeah, she's so like uh she supports me so much. Uh, I'm like very 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 lucky how much she she supports me, me pursuing this and everything. What do you and, mean when you say she supports you? What do you mean? Uh, she like really is like totally understanding that I'm gone all the time. And like we were we were getting ready for brunch today. And I was like, <laughs> I was just looking at, I, I had booked something in Cleveland for a couple of weeks from now. And, uh, and then I was looking at a map and I was just like, did you know? And then I was like went on this stupid rant about how the Great Lakes are actually connected by rivers. And I didn't mm. know that. And she was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, oh, I'm going to Cleveland. And she's like, Oh, that's that's great. That's nice for you to tell me. (laughs) And and I feel like, uh, because my my ex when I was married, like she was somebody who like if anything wasn't really about her, uh, I would like end up feeling guilty that I was doing something that didn't for you like do something for sure and so i have that still like sort of stuck in me sometimes and so anytime where i tell her that i'm doing something that isn't for her benefit and she's like oh that's cool i'm like whoa i'm so (gasps) lucky i'm just oh my god relief
0: you're not mad at me for doing me yeah
1: i mean i i guess it's a low bar but i'm still pumped no i (laughs) i i feel
0: that i that's when people are like psyched, or just even like not bothered, when you're just like doing the thing you want to do, it's like she's like, oh "My God, you're not offended that I'm pursuing my person. dream." <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Do you find yourself going to like going to see much comedy, like if you're not performing? I try to.
1: Um, I try to like go and hang and see shows and like. Um, I try to go to the stand quite a bit. Like, if I'm not booked on something, um, I like I like to go and see, like, it's it's sort of comics that, a lot of comics that I don't know will be there. And, like, I like to see, like, how different kinds of comics handle different kinds of crowds and yeah. everything. Because, like, especially, like, if you just stay in Brooklyn, you kind of, like, only see one version yeah.
0: no, no, of
1: no. Um, comedy audience and stuff like that. And I do like to see other comics but i don't um i don't like do it like nonstop. like i feel like before i did comedy i would you know a few times a week i'd be like listening to whole albums and stuff but if i watch too much comedy or listen to too much comedy i like start to like um take on other people's quirks and stuff. it's hard to
0: not get away from that Mm -hmm. um do you have are are there specific artists it could be comics it could be like i don't know bass players but um performers who are who you feel like are very influential to like the kind of performer you're becoming like oh i really want to be like x or channel this thing that they do
1: um that's
0: i mean there are some even if you uh, don't think it like reads in your performance i'm just always curious like like, who moves Bailey, you know? Like, what uh, kind of
1: performers yeah, are you I mean, like?
0: Gary Goleman is, like, one of my favorite
1: comics. We were lucky to have him I on. I was at the show where when oh, he was on. So, he's so good. And it just, like, he's he's uh, one of those comics where you're like, oh, wow, that's what hard work looks like. Because he's so, such a good writer. He, like, is so good. And uh, he's also such... An amazingly positive person in in person. He's yeah. really he's uh, th- he's really thoughtful, and um, so I, I like what he does. I I a lot of my um, a lot of my inspirations like him, and then like um, but Mike Birbiglia, Maria Bamford, yeah. uh, Roy Wood Jr. Mm-hmm. Like is doing like just more and more. I I kind of hope that he gets Daily Show, but then if he gets that, then he's going to do less stand up, and that makes me sad. Yeah. Um, but uh, roy is also like an incredible writer yeah um and i like i just met maria in Uh traverse city uh earlier this year and it was it was awesome seeing her perform in like a smaller club and then like getting to meet her and she was uh, uh just as weird as you think that she probably is and um but yeah definitely one of my biggest influences
0: yeah Oh, cool. <laughs> Those are such great artists. How did you guys get Gary Goldman on your show? Did you, was there like a, um, um, I met, cause I'm just imagining, like, oh my God, reaching out to an artist that I like have, you know, so much respect for. I'm, I met Gary at a show a couple years ago. Okay. And we were,
1: it's not, it wasn't even a green room. It was just like a couch, like away from things. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and I was just, um, I'm really good at pretending to just not care about things. Mm while like inside I was like, okay, don't, don't, don't be weird. Don't be (laughs) weird. And like, I, like something had happened and I made just like a little, a little joke to him and he was, he responded. And then we just ended up chatting for like the rest of the show. And then I, I followed him and then he actually followed me back and like, that's still awesome to me. And he's, he's really sweet. But then, I was uh having a drink with somebody at the cellar mm. um and uh, a comic a friend who actually performs there um and Gary had come up from doing a set and then comes over and my friend uh you know Jay McBride. Yeah. Okay, so Jay Jay is a friend of mine and like, uh, I I don't know Jay personally. I would I would love to. <laughs> <laughs> She's amazing on the too. I she, um, she was like, Oh, sorry, uh, Gary, this is Bailey. And Gary's like, I know Bailey. And I was like, Dude, fuck oh, it. this oh, is just ego beautiful. exploding oh, through the body. It was so Amazing great. Uh, But Obviously,
0: just totally chill and cool. Very know? cool. Oh, I'm not um, even a little bit affected. My just, nervous system's totally the same. I just regulated. peed myself a little bit, but like, <laughs> that's fine. Nobody look. Uh, I'm wearing black pants. It's fine. But
1: he's, uh, yeah, he was like really sweet and just yeah. like, uh, the contact was easy enough and i tried him quite a few times but he's always you know he was he was working on um born at born on third base Mm. uh he was working on that for a long time so we couldn't get him
0: oh man that's awesome do are there are there artists who you like i don't know who like i don't know do you and sasha are there like performers who you're like okay like goal for this year like we want to get this person or this person or is it you kind of just feel it out
1: we there's definitely people that we like dream of getting on um we want to get maria sometime but it's very difficult and she's like one of those people that like she's she's she doesn't do anything if it's not like really going to work um, which i totally that's like that's her her thing is Mm -hmm. taking care of herself and Mm -hmm. like knowing boundaries and stuff Maria is one of them. Eugene Merman's one of them. We met Eugene um, like a year ago and and we let him know because part of the reason why we started show two was uh, based on he had a a, a documentary uh, about his old festival. There mm-hmm. used to be a, a Eugene Merman comedy festival here in Brooklyn and they made a documentary about the fest but also about his wife uh, passing a couple years ago and uh so we like let him know like, hey, like we have a show that's like sort of inspired by what you used to do with the Fest and um we'd love to have you on sometime. And he was like, Well, you know, I don't live here. I mean, whatever, because he lives up in uh Cape Cod now. Okay. okay. Anyways, yeah, he's definitely on the on the dream yeah. list. Oh, that's cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I Fun gutter. it's like There's so many shows that are very like cookie cutter or just like, oh, two people who are exactly the same putting on a show and it's their friends or something like that. And I don't know, you guys have cultivated. It's like, it's a show with like a vibe and like a a reputation. And it's, it's awesome. I I appreciate you saying that because we do like really think a lot about like
1: making sure it's like got an energy and Mm -hmm. like, um, and The whole music thing, too, like we always wanted to be able to like have people with like different energy levels, Mm -hmm. you know, like sometimes it's hard to have, you know, like um, have somebody that maybe is like a little like deadpan or low energy. Yeah. Because sometimes it's hard to like get the energy back in the room. Yeah. But if you like have a band, then like you can let people just do what they do. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's been like really fun to be able to like highlight people that uh, can just do what they do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Ooh it's it just feels like there's a very particular kind of alchemy going on in in your show and it's awesome well, that's super sweet and i really appreciate that yeah um we are coming toward the end of the conversation okay. the end of our studio time but are we gonna start recording soon or? um actually <laughs> connor um It's more of a podcast experience. No, this
1: feels good. And the candle is perfect. Oh, good. Um, And I was going to I was going to message you and ask, will there be a a crystal uh, rock? Will there be a salt salt Himalayan? uh, And you know what? I should have just trusted that you would have a handle. Trust, Bailey. Trust. (sighs) trying to let go but yeah
0: that was my donation Thank to the studio you so much for it's become that. a huge part of the show everybody who walks in here it used to be for a while people would walk in and be like okay it's really horny in here but that was actually <laughs> before it used to be even darker i just like when it's really like warm light and dark i feel like that's just cozier
1: this is like i was telling you earlier i, I did a uh different podcast in this space and it was uh, a fully different energy <laughs>
0: very different energy uh, uh, do you know nico Catania? sure yeah he came into this and he was like i was here last week to do maxim's podcast yes uh, we're name dropping max <laughs> and he was max like lighting out. very different um uh, yeah, I don't know. The lights, it's like a whole thing. I think right?
1: if I came into a podcast and Maxim Allen had it lit like this, I would decide because, I wasn't feeling well.
0: Yeah, I it's something's <laughs> wrong, something is wrong. Um, but yeah, where can people find you and where uh, can people find out more about Fungo? Best way, um
1: you know instagram is just the actual bailey pope or just bailey pope comedy.com
0: has all my links to everything and hell yeah i'll that. put that like i'll link to it in the episode notes. oh they do that so now? people can they do that oh that's cool they do that you can do hyperlinks it's crazy um okay <laughs> the actual bailey pope the actual that's bailey. Cool. okay um thank you for coming on thanks for having me oh my pleasure okay connor